Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Good night. Dave. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good things. You didn't do me. So, (laughs) Craig, it's yours, I guess. No, you didn't do you. (laughs) Sorry, Mike. Do I go? Yes. So, Craig, it's yours, I guess. What's good? Um, Hey, good news. Uh, This is only going to be like the 10th time we feature this. But I finished Cradle, the, the book series. Not making a baby cradle. (laughs) <laughs> which is i think mike's joke in the dad jokes thing i finished the book series cradle so does ada does ada have a toddler bed she should have a toddler bed by now she she has an actual bed okay good it's from ikea it grows with her so it's one of those that it starts out it's smaller. made out of a dryad no it's sorry tori <laughs> no it's... It, it starts out smaller and you can add sections until eventually it's a full size bed you know those little like foam sponge dinosaur things that come in the little little capsules that the capsule dissolves and then it out poop pops a a a bigger it's that the bed is that exactly that exactly that that's Mm. how you grow a mattress yep you just you add a little bit of water over time and and there you go so i can grow a nice mattress for you i am satisfied uh book 12 is pretty good um I think overall, book eight is still my favorite. Book eight, book five, they're, they're really good. Book 12 is probably around book five in terms of quality, in my opinion, for me. So, you know, that's like top two or three books of the whole 12 book series. Uh, good stuff. For me, I think it rates about fourth after five, eight, and 11. Uh, the pacing just felt like very rushed, which might not be the book's fault. It might be the fact that I read it in a day and a half. <laughs> Yep. How do you even read a book in a day and a half? This this is a foreign <laughs> concept to me. <laughs> well, well, Dave. Uh, anyway, you do it fifty pages a week, but like squished together. Uh, if you never heard of of Cradle, uh, is this your first time listening to the episode? If if so, welcome. And also, it's, why it's anime? It's anime in book form. You should read it. It's fun. It's it's a book series that is written for Mike specifically for Mike. Which is weird, because I didn't find it until the 11th book had already been published. The 11th metal That just means book. you didn't have to wait as long, so that's nice. It was nice, yes. Although, Will White writes really, really fast. So, so there is there is that to, to tide you over. Um, Alright, I think it's Dave's turn. I think we're all done talking about Cradle forever. We're just, we're just done with Cradle. <laughs> Joke's on you. Craigdle. So, I am continuing my series on female video game music composers, and this week I would like to highlight Minako Hamano, but I don't have a long enough highlighter to reach Japan, so I'm just going to have to talk about her instead. Minako Hamano actually is the original voice of Samus Aran, sort of. So, for the game Super Metroid... If, if you die in... The, I've never died in Super Metroid, so I've never heard this sound effect before, but apparently if you die in Super <laughs> You've Metroid... You've never died. Uh-huh. Yep. Apparently, if you die in Super Metroid, you hear you hear this scream as Samus's armor explodes. And yeah, Minako Hamano actually recorded a voice sample for that sound effect that they didn't use. <laughs> 
they didn't use the uh, sound effect because, according to them, it sounded too sexual and they didn't want to put it in a Nintendo game in 1992, whenever it was, 93. And uh, their data miners have actually found like a sound effect that might kind of, sort of, represent Minako Himano's voice sample. So, original voice of Samus Aran recorded, but maybe or maybe not released and changed pitch and bit crunched <laughs> um so she is she she worked as a composer on super metroid as well as many other metroid games pretty much every metroid game moving forward after that um i think she even i don't think she did any of the prime series because those weren't made by nintendo but so she so lots of she did music for two metroid three metroid games super metroid metroid fusion Metroid Zero Mission, uh, Metroid's Samus Returns, which is the remake of Return of Samus. Um, I don't think she worked on Dread, but okay, yeah, I, I she, forgot she about She worked the on remakes. a bunch of Metroid games. <laughs> right, so a lot of those were, and, and you know, a lot of these games that she worked on are teams of composers. So there isn't, there's a little bit of documentation on which songs Minako might have specifically written, but. Other than a, a handful of examples, we don't know exactly which songs she specifically wrote. Uh, also, Link's Awakening. Phenomenal soundtrack. She worked with two others on Link's Awakening, uh, but I think she's considered as like the head composer in Link's Awakening. Uh, she's also worked on the Game Boy Camera OST, Donkey Kong Country what? Returns series. Why yeah, apparently Game Boy Camera has. I mean, I didn't. I never had a Game Boy Camera, but uh, I know it exists. And there's why, music and in why it don't and you use the MS Paint? Uh, not MS Paint. Mario Paint. <laughs> Mario Paint music. That should be well, for what if, everything. What if I don't have Mario Paint? I just have a Super Nintendo and a Super Game Boy and a Game Boy Camera. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Game Boy Camera, Donkey Kong Country Returns series, and she also did a song for DDR Mario Mix, Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix. If you if you guys remember that that was a thing on GameCube, they made a a Mario Dance Dance Revolution. She did the song titled Starring Wario. Uh, my favorite pieces by Minako Hamano are Big Boss Confrontation. She did actually all the boss music in Super Metroid. So, but, you know, the, the Ridley slash Dragon boss music, super good from Super Metroid. And, again, not really well documented which songs she composed on Link's Awakening. So I'm just going to throw out uh, a bunch of Link's Awakening songs and hope that she composed one of them. Uh, Sword Search is my absolute favorite. One of the best renditions of the overworld music can be found in Link's Awakening. Uh, Turtle Rock, Eagle's Tower, and Face Shrine are all also very good. So, I prefer Ballad of the Wind. Minako Hamano. That is a great song, actually. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't include that. Well, I guess because I was just... I wrote down three of my favorites and then thought of more on the fly. But yeah, Ballad <laughs> of the Windflesh, fantastic piece. Uh, and I assume she did some work on that. I don't... Maybe maybe uh, tag teamed it with, with the others. But yeah, this is like... A lot of my childhood is thanks to Minako Hamano. And I just wanted to take some time to appreciate her. Nice. So, uh, before I get to my good thing, I have a good thing for Dave, uh, which is that on the Switch Online Game Boy Advance thing, um, there is now both uh, Metroid Fusion and 
I'm blanking on the name of the game. You've played them. You had a whole thing with all the characters. Help me out here, Dave. Me- Super Metroid? Nope. You had Fire a link emblem? to the past. One- Fire Emblem. Thank you. Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem with set, all the, the Blazing characters. Blade? I don't know. It just says Fire Emblem. Oh, yeah. I did do... <laughs> Mike is referring to a stream I did on Twitch where I read all of the uh, support conversations with all the characters. I just I did kind of like a like a Dave read-along stream, but it was from Fire Emblem. I, I was referring to a cast list where you did entirely Fire Emblem characters. Oh, that's right. I did do something Fire Emblem related that was also <laughs> related to this podcast. Yeah, it's true. It's a great game, Fire Emblem: The Blazing Blade. So, um, so yeah. If if you unfortunately got, that means fifty dollars a year to play GBA games on Switch. It is. It's it's at the fifty dollar a year tier. If you've got it and you got a Switch, then play those games. They're both really really like Metroid Fusion is a stellar Metroid game. Like it's really good. It it gets. It's one of the more narrative games in the series. I feel like it gets overshadowed a lot by Super Metroid being one of the best games of all time, and Metroid Dread being, you know, a, a Metroid oh, yeah. game that came out this century. <laughs> Super Metroid is basically as close as you can possibly get to a perfect game. I feel. I mean the the control layout could be better. Yeah, I would like to aim down on A or select. Thank you, Shigeru. For nothing and then you i know. mean the default control layout but there's you can modify that and you don't really need a name down button if i mean all right just just to be fair there's a guy named behemoth 87 he is a top tier world record speedrunner of super metroid and he does not use the aim down function in that game and they could have toned down the difficulty a little bit it's it's a really hard game that i'm bad uh, at. i'm gonna disagree with you there i don't think it's I think that there's enough in that game to get you through. Like, you don't have to run through the game with three E-tanks and no plasma beam. Like, that's just something speedrunners put themselves through. But uh, anyway, yeah, Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so my re- if, if you if you uh, if you are if if you're listening and you do like Fire Emblem: The Blazing Blade, highly recommend the recap episode of uh, the second or the third one, Oathbringer, right? I think it was Oath, the Oathbringer recap. There's there's no way for anyone to know that, Dave. Or or the Oathbringer, <laughs> the Oathbringer, not the re- Oathbringer recap, but what, no, it was because we did cast lists for Oathbringer as well as Liftbook and Risen Book all together, right? That information is lost to time, Dave. Nope. Yeah, there's no diagram. There's no way anybody can find that. Anyway, my real good thing this week is Jersey Mike's uh, sandwiches and subs. Uh, I have a Jersey Mike's. You've been Mike's. to Jersey and you've never had pork roll? I've, I have right in front of me a Jersey Mike sandwich that is my dinner that I would love to take a bite of, but we're recording, so I shouldn't. <laughs> I will likely sneak <laughs> a few bikes in at various points uh, in the recording, and hopefully you will and never camera, know, because so I'll delete those we'll get, horrible sounds. But we're, But you're on camera, so we'll know. Yeah. And, and if and you'd like to see me take gross bites out of a giant sandwich uh, and watch that happen, you can do that if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Cosmerecast and then join us during our live recordings where you can watch us on video in our Discord. And as you're eating your Mike's sandwich, you can chase it with a Mike's Hard Lemonade. I could. I don't have any in the house or else I may have brought one up for the for the synergy, but I didn't do that. Did you call it a Mike's Mike sandwich? 
It's Mike a Mike's Jersey Mike's. Mike's. Mm-hmm. All right, it's Tori's turn. Uh, so I read a good Tori book time. recently. Uh, it is called Cradle. <laughs> Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. It's uh, about an older woman who works as the cleaner at the aquarium in the evenings and she befriends the octopus uh, that lives there and uh, <laughs> and like the octopus doesn't talk <laughs> to people because it's not that kind of like it's not a fantasy book uh, but this this octopus is sentient and ha- is is a viewpoint character and so every now and then a chapter will come up that's narrated by the octopus and the octopus is just so like done with humanity he thinks we're all idiots and he's got such <laughs> colorful commentary on the people who come through the aquarium and it's just delightful and anyway the the octopus has figured something out and wants wants to tell Tova, the, the janitor, um, but doesn't know how. <laughs> and so um, it, it was like a mystery that Tova wanted to solve and the octopus has found the answer. And it just, it was so delightful. All the characters were fabulous and... Um, and believable and like you can you can see where you can you can watch the mystery uh taking shape and you can figure out where it's going and you're just like how are we going to get the information to the people (laughs) and um (laughs) and also the octopus is just delightful so um yeah uh remarkably bright creatures highly recommend remarkably bright i have a question so when i when i clean my fishbowl I take the goldfish out of the fishbowl and put it in an iced tea pitcher so that I could empty the water out and clean the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Please tell me there's a giant iced tea pitcher that they put this octopus in while she's cleaning the tank. <laughs> uh, so it was actually a mop bucket, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it like a fully grown big old octopus? Yes, or it was a, a gi- one of them like little squiddy boys. Mm-mm, no, it was a giant Pacific octopus. Not, not to say squids are the octopus. Not yeah. not a Caribbean reef octopus, which is what I think you're thinking of. It was a giant Pacific op- octopus. <laughs> I'm and, not uh, thinking. <laughs> um, yes, I, I really uh, enjoyed the book. Uh, I, I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast, but I did uh, for a few years volunteer at my local aquarium. So uh, I got to see oh, all, cool. the, all the behind the scenes stuff and see how it works and see how an aquarium is run. So um, that kind of... Uh, that fed into my like of the book, but uh, also it was the book that I used for book club at the library uh, this this past month, and everybody unanimously loved it. So, um, yeah, fun book, really fun. I may have been to your local aquarium if it's if it's the one I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm sure you have because you're from my state, so there's not yeah. another one here. That's that's the one we've got. Okay, then yeah, that's that's it. I've been there. It was nice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we do Cream. chapters, Dave. Now. Good. Chapters, Dave. What chapters are we reading this week? Nineteen to twenty-two. Wait. Hold on. How, what? I only read nineteen through twenty-two. Well, that's too bad. You were supposed to have read nineteen through twenty-two, Dave. Doe. I read nineteen through twenty-two. <laughs> Craig read nineteen through twenty-two. Tori read nineteen through twenty-two. And I now I hear that you, Dave, twenty-two. So. And now I hear that you, Dave, read nineteen through twenty-two. We we got to get better yeah. at communicating this. Come on. But Craig's only read like 1 through 16 and 19 through 22. <laughs> he skipped 18 through 20. Hey, you can't. Negative you don't know which two. ones I skipped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You probably skipped more than I gave you credit for. So 
you know, I'm throwing you a bone there, buddy, Mr. Condra, Chet. There's a lot of Condra stuff. Anyway, what cha- 19, we got it. We, we in there. All right, chapter 19, let's do this. That time-lapse photo of the city light seems cool, but where's your radio, Wax? Where's your dang radio? And I have... <laughs> I have this thing about the word pachyderm where I don't know if y'all can see it. Uh, it's kind of small, but I looked up the holy cow. I looked up pachyderm because first of all, I'm an idiot and like I didn't know what pachyderm meant. So I looked up the word pachyderm, and then when I saw that it's you know it's like any thick-skinned mammal, like a like a hippo or elephant or rhinoceros, like that type of animal, and. I'm just thinking, man, like, I am such a pack of cranios because it literally just means thick skin. Thick skin. I mm. thought it was exclusive to elephants. Okay. So I learned something yeah, and, today. And, and me having a thick skull, i.e. pack of cranios, I didn't stop and think about that. But, yeah, elephants and rhinoceros. Is it cranios or cranium? I have a pack of cranium. It, it's actually cranidos, uh, the Pokemon cranidos. <laughs> pack a cubone or no marowak oh a cubone's the one that has its mom's skull and marowak is the one where like the skull has fused into it pokemon is so messed up you guys anyway i also looked up it, it also happened to pop up the usage over time for the word pachyderm and it peaked around like the late 1800s which is like pretty close to when you know, as far as technology level goes, it's pretty close to where Mistborn Era 2 lies in Earth's history. So, like, I, I would bet that every newspaper had the word pachyderm in it based on Google's usage over time, which I don't really know how they figure this stuff out, but I'm just, you know, I'm going to take their word for it. What was I talking about? The radio. They don't have a radio. All right. Um, that's that. Next but they have point. cars. How do you have a car without a car radio? Craig, you're spoiling this. chapter 22. You you have to play I mean, the, no, uh, the hey. what's it, the car tag game? You know, where first you have Snake. to find a state Frogger. that starts with an A, and then you have to find <laughs> anyway. So you just have to play that all the time. I hey, like we know better. they've had cars for a while, Dave. This is not a spoiler that they exist. No, you don't, you don't play state license plates because there aren't states. You play Labradoodle. What about I Spy? That's Will Schwartz's favorite They would play Ruffs. Game. They would play, I, what is it? Ruffs license plates. Mm-hmm. Octants. Ah, uh, yeah. There you <laughs> go. All right. Anyway, uh, this is starting to sound like a superhero origin story. Wax wants to retire from superheroing, except that his sister is involved in the set. You see, most families have skeletons in the closet, but... What Wax doesn't realize is that those are Chondra families. Ah... <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ironically, most broadsheets go into the unlikely pile. I don't want to act like I don't trust my friends. I just want to secretly feel it and resent them. It took you 19 chapters to figure out that smuggling things into Ellendale <laughs> could be dangerous? Dave's so bitter about I'm like, Whoa, I could see why they would want to smuggle weapons out, but what possible harm could there be in smuggling things into the city? Well, let's see. You got bombs, drugs, third thing, uh, bomb in this case. More guns. Morgans. Catchphrase. Morgan Freeman. Third thing here. 
Hey, there's no Morgan Freeman. This isn't Stephen Leeds. This is a different Brandon IP. It's a good Wax, movie, Mike. Wax puts in the earring that's definitely from Harmony. It did actually turn out to be from Harmony. Says it is Harmony? I mean, Trell is autonomy? Did I already know that and forgot about it? Or yeah, did you we, never we tell basically we did. Okay. okay, it's It's been just short of spelled out before, and now it's actually spelled out. <laughs> Bavidin yeah, is Faffin. Okay, I guess we'll talk about it when we go over it, but I like the part where it's like, you didn't expect me to just give you the answer straight out, did you? And, I and always expect like, you to give me answers straight out, Craig. Not me. I meant that's, that's from the No, book. you specifically. Oh, okay. <laughs> I meant you. Uh, Telson is Luke Skywalker's sister. Telson, this is a long chapter. This is like a Stormlight. This is, a long chapter, yeah. this is like, this could be in Oathbringer th- 3. This chapter, based on its length. Telson makes a deal with an evil god to save her people. Now, where have I heard that story before? Insert. Uh, this basically proves that Telson is actually wholly and openly in it for the power because Brandon wouldn't retread the Tyre Vangian story. You can't promise this is the final time, Harmony. You don't have your future sight. Wouldn't it be neat if Telson became ruin and Wax became preservation? Steris will be worried. That's just tautological, I think. Chekhov's, uh, never mind. I don't think it's a good joke when it's actually a gun. I mean, Steris can't be any worse with people than Wax is. It's a good thing Max showed up, because I don't think Wax was planning on saying goodbye to him. Also, he has the same number of kids as Dalinar. They do have, like, a baby, right? Like, in addition they, they to Max? Two. Yes. They, they have two. two kids. And and Wax was just on his way out the door, and Max shows up. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Hi, Max. Bye, Max. Okay. That, I think yes. that's all my kids. All right, bye. Yes. <laughs> I am upset at that. Like, I would make sure I'm like, if I'm going on a mission, I'd have to go say bye to my daughter. Like, I wouldn't just go. Hello? Even if they're in bed, you say bye. Come on. Yeah, didn't you ever see that episode of The Simpsons where Homer's mom had to, like, run from the law, but she went in while Homer was sleeping and, like, kissed him goodbye? Yeah. It's like that, except imagine... That Dalinar, imagine that Wax forgets he has a second kid. Yeah, like Dalinar. <laughs> um, seriously, though, Brandon should know this. He has, like, a bunch of kids. He's got to have, like, 17 kids by now. I don't know how many he has. It's at least he, 30. The 17th shard is actually Wax's newborn son. Let's see. Wiki tells Does me he, he has three. Okay, I was Did right. I say he Wax? I meant Brent. Do you think Brandon names all his kids after shards? Um, I'd, I'd hope not. I've I've seen live <laughs> I've seen at least one live stream where like some of Brandon's kids actually like came on and talked for a few minutes, and he introduced them by name, and they have names, and I've definitely heard those names. It sounds like it's it's made up. Autonomy, no, they they have names, ODM. and they totally have names. I know those names. Good names yep. for humans. He's, he's- they're not made up at all. <laughs> Good human names, like human. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because Kolas are humans, and so it just makes sense to have one named human. It's like, it's like a, an ape named Ape, like from that Weird Al cover of that cartoon theme song. Curious Ape. All right, uh, who wants to recapitulate Chapter 19? I have already forgotten all the things that happened in Chapter 19 because there was mm. so much. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, chapter 19. 
Um, so first we start with Wax and Steris having a little nerd out session as they look through the different broadsheets and newspapers because they're trying to find information on what the set might be up to. And they're looking through the past, what is it, six years, I think? And there's pachyderms. Uh, of, of papers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when... They, you know, they, they nerd out a little bit, like, oh, look at how silly this headline is and stuff like that. And so eventually Wax realizes that it wouldn't be out in the open. They shouldn't be looking for accidents. They should be looking for earthquakes because if it's a bomb, similar to what just happened a few chapters ago, uh, then, you know, that would cause earthquakes that you can't just necessarily hide. Uh, and it turns out Bilming has been complaining about weird earthquakes because of a subway system that supposedly they've been building, which still doesn't exist. Very mysterious. So as they go through the details, uh, Wax is pretty well set. That's when he realizes, as you pointed out, hey, they might try to smuggle this bomb in. How about that, Dave? What do you think? I think that I thought that 18 chapters ago. You really did, yes. Um, (laughs) Okay, hang on. Is Elendel just like super efficient at their like major, you know, projects for the city, or can Wax just not even even consider the the idea that like an ongoing construction project literally can take seven years because everybody keeps screwing things up and it just takes forever and it it's a huge drain on money forever. Well. So, okay, there's a bit more to it than that, though. One, they have a really good elevated rail system, which they're very proud of. So it already exists, and they already have good transportation throughout the city. Um, Secondly, like we mentioned, this has been going going on for about five years now with nothing to show for it. But people suspect it's because they're building a subway system because that's what they've heard. So there's a lot of iffiness and it just this this is a red flag it like stands out but it but yeah absolutely. at least have a picture of the person in charge of building the subway i'm i'm just saying like we have we have plenty of real world examples of like construction yes. projects that go way <laughs> all beyond. of the state of pa and a lot of them are less complicated than actually carving out space underground for them yeah <laughs> okay like so- like adding a lane to a highway you know, I'm not a civil engineer, but adding a lane to a highway seems less complicated than making a subway, like from scratch. So, it, for those of you who aren't native to the U.S., uh, one of the states of the United States uh, is notorious for really bad road problems. Every time winter hits, there's just potholes, and uh, our state, PA, uh, Massachusetts, the- PA. PennDOT, which is the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, is really bad at fixing these road problems. It's notorious. We're known for it. Awesome. Uh, Anyway, the interstate that goes through here recently collapsed due to a a fire, uh, an oil tanker fire. So wait, which one? Ninety-five. Like farther north? It's at Cotman in Philly. Okay, that's nor- that's farther north than I am because yes, I live in Delaware. Yes, it's further north than you. Yes, <laughs> it's in PA. Um, I haven't so even thought of, thought of the fact that 95 has a Cotman exit in like 10 years. They they had to close six whole miles worth of this interstate. So I'm thinking they're not going to fix this for years. This is a major interstate going through yeah, that, the city. It's <laughs> never going to be fixed. That interstate, by the way, goes from Maine to Florida. It is the longest interstate <laughs> in. Is it the? Well, it's, it's got to be the longest north north south. North, north, north to yeah. south, yeah. I, I recently was looking it up. Um, anyway, they fixed that. I, I don't want to say they fixed it, but they reopened it within two weeks. I'm impressed because 
uh, we're in PA, and I am surprised that they were able to get that done. And it, it's a bridge section, too. This isn't like a road. This was a bridge. That's that's the reason. Anyway, my, my point was that <laughs> civil engineering projects have this tendency to go over budget and dramatically over like time estimate. And yes. the fact yes. that Wax thinks that, that that is a huge red flag and it's definitely the thing he's looking for is some protagonist syndrome. So <laughs> it turns out it's really the project that was successfully completed within six months, but still uh, had no one complain about it. That's the real red flag, not the one that takes five years with nothing to show. That's normal. But, Mike, they got to have something. They like they got to at least show the, the hole they made in the ground. There would be some sort of picture. I don't think I, there necessarily I mean, would be, though. I, I am willing to yeah, give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, reporters snooping around, you'll find one. And and say that, hey, it's weird that there was a bunch of earthquakes. And hey, they have that rail system they're really proud about. Why, why are they building a subway to? So let's just say that's good enough for, for Wax to come to that conclusion. Anyway, moving on. Um, so Wax realizes he needs to have a little chat with Harmony. And, you know, Harmony's been bugging him for a while. Keeps sending him these earrings that he should put in his ear. Uh, to talk to him. So finally, Wax does so, and we have a little chat with Seizet. Uh Where am I? Seizet is Harmony? Yes. Yes, he is. Um, so they they find a little bit of back and forth, uh, which I've I've gone highlighted, so we will get to that later on. Um, but oh. Trell is autonomy, spelled out. Yes. Sorry, just want to jump in here. Uh, we are well past the days of Wax putting in an earring and thinking his, thinking his prayer thoughts, and then just feeling like a general sense of sezedness from it. No, he's having a yeah. full-blown conversation. He's having a full-blown in-person conversation with with Sezed, just just floating in space. Yeah, he's in the floaty space where he was when he like died. I, I think Sezed was always capable of doing this. Uh, he just never needed to before, but now it's like Wax is you know very reluctant to talk to to Harmony. Based well, on, plus you know, there's the whole happened. there's the whole tr- troll cloud that's preventing Caesar from cloud. seeing Earth. So it's like the uh, same uh, sort of cloud. Oh, that... Minor correct. Um, actually, Trell is not autonomy. Trell is an avatar of autonomy. Um, actually, uh, the planet name is Scadriel, not Earth. Dang. <laughs> also correct. Um, actually. Um, actually, uh, anyway. Earth doesn't exist in the Cosmere. So yeah, the Harmony's future site has been clouded. This is probably similar to Renarin clouding up the 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 muckiness of Odium's future site. It's the same sort of thing. Shards against shards don't really work too well. Shards um, against humanity. <laughs> but uh, it, oh, apparently dang. that's Harmony a free one, Brandon. Make that game. Autonomy was like directly attacking Scadrill for a bit, and she was able to invest. Um, Harmony slash says it a little bit. Um, we don't know what this means quite yet, but wait, who was? was? You, you'll you'll see it in my bullet points. I'll, I'll I'll recap it. Oh, I'd like to amend that, Brandon. That's not actually free. We would like a five percent cut on all sales for shards against humanity. But heck, I'll take five dollars. No, 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 Just 5%. five percent. Five percent is plenty. He can keep ninety-five percent for costs. Um. Anyway, where are we? Telson. Okay, so Telson uh, apparently is going to be uh, setting herself up to work with Trell slash Autonomy, um, perhaps as a as an Avatar candidate. I, I think that's that's what was said here. She so, can bend all wait, four elements. Was, the way Autonomy works is Telson. that she she likes to set up 
different avatars on planets. They they're not necessarily people, as we have learned ourselves. Uh, it can be islands and and fixtures and other things. But islands, in, you say? Yes, whole islands. I, I know a planet whole full of islands. Uh, we will get more info on this in the in the moonlight chapter, by the way. So we can we can put a, push a little bit of that forward. I feel like you guys didn't really appreciate my trail the last Airbender uh, joke there. I I got your joke. But there's 16 elements. Well, I guess there's eight elements and eight alloys. But there's four Dawn Shards. Uh-oh. There are? Yes, there's Rissen four has one. There's the one they used to kill Adel Nauseam. And it and all changed. And there's the other two. Uh. When, when the changed Dawn Shard attacked. <laughs> Everything changed when Nightblood attacked. <laughs> Mike still can't, carrying that candle. Um, where are we? Uh, Telson is in it for the power. She's not Teravangian. Sounds good. Thank you. We talked about the future site. Okay, so Telson becoming ruin and Wax becoming preservation. That's that's gonna take a lot more effort. Uh, it's it's not just a thing because when Sazed, if he dies, he doesn't drop two shards. He drops one shard. He drops right. The they'll need shard. more. They'll need more dawn shards to split him back yes, up. They but I just said I just said it would be neat. This isn't okay. a Dave theory. This is a this is a. Um, it would be neat. But what if you heat up both shards uh, with electricity and like pry them apart, and then run an odium, uh, a bit of uh, a bit of odiumite in between them? I bet that'd You'll split blow them up. up the planet. Don't you mean uh, terravangianium? What would odium metal do? Terravangianium. It's called. <laughs> All right. Oh, Craig. No, I, I could say odium. He is odium. Craig, merch, that is merch not idea. Inaccurate. Bracelets. What would odium metal do? <laughs> all right uh so wax finishes up his conversation with harmony uh and he goes back into the real world with, with stairs there and very efficiently like the moment the conversation is ended there's a package for wax that contains 16 alimentic uh vials sorry 16 metal vials it's not they're not alimant i mean they're four alimenters well yeah but, um, what did you say alimentic they they, uh, they, have, oh. they have metal shards in it um, they have shards in them. <laughs> no, no. Flakes. Lowercase s. No, the, the word down. the word Craig wanted Calm was down. flakes. Metal flakes. <laughs> Thank okay. You. Thank Frosted you. shards, my favorite cereal. Um, <laughs> with one that's marked with a right cork for emergencies only. Uh, and then it's Wax is gearing up. He's choosing which gun to use, and he decides to go for I think vindication because that's the one nope. that could do the haze killer rounds. Vindication he, two. He he passes on yeah. the steel survivor gun because that that is that's like full blown military. We're gonna kill some. Yeah, dudes. is that kind of is that like a bazooka or like a Gatling? Gun? I would think like a machine gun. That's that's what okay. I was picturing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and then uh, oh and then he has a conversation with Steris because it's like hey you're gonna have to step up step up and essentially work with the council uh, as head of our family and Steris is like I don't wanna. Uh, you know, I'm not good with people. And you know what? Instead, maybe she'll be perfect for it because she comes up with the plans and everything. Basically, everything Wax has been doing for the family, it's her ideas. Mm -hmm. he, he's just the spokesperson. So now she's going to have to do it instead. Um, and then. So here's my. Here's my I'm going to throw in. Yeah. Steris. I get that Steris isn't comfortable with people. 
But yeah. what she says is that, Wax, you're the one that's good with people. Bull crap. Wax is historically and empirically very bad with people. Steris, I don't, like, Wax is not good with people. Steris is uncomfortable with people, but when she applies herself, is good with them. Yet another way that Wax and Dalinar are the same person. <laughs> yeah, Dalinar um, is good at punching people with shard plate. It has been suggested that Steris is uh, at least partially autistic, and therefore that, she, that, but, mm. she she has trouble with uh, I guess that's uh, emotional Alamance. emotional Language? intelligence emotional okay, intelligence. So so that 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 would be sort of bed with people. It's not necessarily that she can't talk to people. Clearly, she talks to people, but it could be picking up different social cues and things like that. Which but my she my has bigger been shown point here. My bigger point here is that Wax has never been portrayed as good with people or even average with people. He's, yeah. He's explicitly yeah. portrayed at the beginning of this book as actually being pretty bad with people. Like, he carries his <laughs> gun with him onto the Senate floor as an intimidation tactic. So anyway, we'll see how Steris does. Uh, and of course, thankfully, Max Steris shows is good up. with people in theory. Max shows up at the very end to say goodbye because Wax, what are you doing, buddy? Why yeah, one foot say out the door, to man. Your kids, yeah, exactly. He was about to leave. Doesn't even say goodbye to your kids. He could die during this whatever the heck's about to happen. You say bye to your kids, dude. Come on. You didn't even say I'm goodbye to their daughter. Their baby's a girl, right? I don't, I don't know. Remember. Why not? Still, I like, would. Come on, yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. I don't know why this didn't upset me the first time I read this because I was I was also a father at the time, but it has upset me more now. Oh, that's that's not their kid. That's the that's the nanny's kid. Oh. <laughs> that's that's the that's the <laughs> once she turns Friend five or pressure. six years old and like can start talking and walking and stuff. That's when that happens, right? Five or six. Uh, then yeah. then she'll be introduced to the that household properly. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess it's it's a different time. I'll give you that. That that's it. Chapter over. Uh, nah. All right. So after this chapter, we get a broadsheet. So I wrote a few notes on the broadsheet. How did Kindlip Turneville edit this newspaper if she's missing, huh? Is that Pretty actually sure? her name? I sort of missed the, the name. They, well, yeah, I wrote I, it down like, here for you to, to say. How did Will Shorts oh. edit the New York Times crossword puzzle when I've had him tied up in my basement for three months? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he edits them ahead of time, so that, and he has like a little buffer. That way, in case he misses a recording, he can still release on time. Uh, yeah, go ahead and, and say her name, Craig. Uh, Kindip Turnivill. All right, you were... <laughs> you said it first. This is your fault. Kindlip Turnivill. Yeah, exactly. Numuhuku Makiaki Ayalunamore. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, she's credited as editing this broadsheet at the top of the page, and there's this whole story about how she's been missing for several weeks. Okay. I don't know how she edited the newspaper. She may not have edited that newspaper, but she is the newspaper's editor. And proprietor. So, so yeah. Like, the fact that she didn't All edit right. that specific one doesn't take her title away. But why didn't they credit the person that actually did the work? Because they aren't the editor. They are an editor who stepped in for, you know, however long. Maybe they're on the back gone. page. Assistant to right. the regional manager. <laughs> it sure is taking a long time for Billming to finish that subway. 
Again. Anderim just closed his eyes. It's possibly the best sentence on a broadsheet we've had today. <laughs> it's very good. Anderim just closed his eyes and sighed. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm going to I'm going to give That's this one That's so good. I'm going to give this one to Yak actually because his idea uh is basically comic books and yes, that is a perfect way to I was going to ask about that. I'm like, so they called it Vizzy books. And I'm trying to think, like, is it some fancy, like, alimantic way? But no, you got it, Mike. It's comic books. Yeah, like, that. that is the perfect format for Alamancer Yak stories. And also, this Yudge... Oh, and just, like, White Sands. Th- this Yudge, uh, you know, giving, giving Yak all the rights and credit and, you know, his lawsuit and all of that is, is wild to me, like... How did Handerwim not win a lawsuit against Alamancer Yak? <laughs> well, the, they didn't get a settlement. They settled. I think the bigger thing is that Yak tried to play like this was his idea all along. Yes, exactly. That's how. <laughs> and he that, I think along, that's yeah. why why we get the Handerwim facepalm. It's like I just set him free. I I taught him so he could set himself so I could set him free and he'd be successful. Typical Yak. Moving on from Yak. Uh, are we going to get high-res artwork of Nikki Savage? Because we have, like, the top of her head and, like, a picture, which I referenced back to the left half of the broadsheet and looks to be part of the Nikki Savage story. So, like, that would be cool to actually see, like... Are we are we getting the bottom, of the, the bottom of the broadsheet yeah, is what you're asking? Hopefully we get the bottom... Yeah, exactly. But it'll be, like, the bottom right corner, so we might not get it for toward the end of the book. But uh, I think that would be cool. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing like full artwork of a, a character from Scadrial. That would be really cool. And Nikki Savage is like really cool too. We got, I think we actually got a picture of Nikki Savage in a previous broadsheet, but she was like in a gondola and like really tiny, tiny, tiny. And being shot at with a ghost gun. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Which my and apparently her name is actually Nikki Sausage, but Nikki Savage for short. Uh, it's Nikki Salvage, like the uh, like the cologne that. Uh, wow, I'm blanking on his name. Pirates of the Caribbean guy. Johnny Depp. Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. That the Johnny Depp. Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Keith Richards. Uh, but I, my understanding is that there are planned uh, Nikki Savage and Naj stories that will happen eventually. Ooh. Yeah, but I just like I. I'm probably a bad book reader by saying this, but I like seeing like official artwork of characters in books. No, it helps so that way you can get a better picture of them. That's why sometimes if there's a TV or, or movie adaptation, you can help use that to, to picture the characters. Yeah. Also, like Nikki Savage is like really cool. She's basically the uh, uh, Lumisa Kusogi of this book. Lumisa Kusogi being the protagonist of. La Mulana 2. Anyway, uh, that's the broadsheet, chapter 20, which begins part 2. Silence is Moonlight? (laughs) Never mind, Moonlight is obviously from Roshar. The eyes, the nod towards symmetry, the fact that Roshar has 17 moons. Just kidding, it's Fafin. Just kidding, it's Shai. Is it Shai or Shai? I can't remember. If is it, this? It, it's Shai. Is it it's only from, Elantrian names that are Shai? Cell, no. No, Craig. Or no. It? If, oh, it's a different country. Craig, they only do that for Elantrian words. Yes, I know. So because runes and stuff. 
I it's, I really hate saying Royale or whatever. How do you say that guy's name? No, you got that it. That was cool. I hate saying it. Though. Yeah, no, it's Ray terrible. You got it, but I'm not happy. Kyine. Uncle Kyine. Yeah, once you guys taught me the that, X, but the dude. problem is now I see every word from Cell, and I'm like, okay, pronounce all of the vowels. Got it. No, it's only Elantrians and people from only the Elantris region. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just Although, sparkling bad fact, pronunciation. We have- we have confirmation that IRE, the, the secret society, is pronounced Irie. Yes. Because that because actually came up in Stormlight. Because but they're Elantrians. Because yeah, they're Elantrians. Hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go. But, it's Shy. Yes. I'm not shy, even gonna, like, shy from the Emperor's Soul is not from Elantris. So her her name is should be pronounced Shy unless her parents named her after an Elantrian. Could be. But Shy seems kind of like Asian-y, which is like she's not she's not from Shuden, right? She's from some other like different place, yeah. Sort of related to Shuden place, yeah. Anyways, she, she's um, Maypon. I just pulled up the the copper mine. <laughs> Maypon. Moonlight is Maypon. Okay. Well, Shay is Maypon. <laughs> Who's Shay? But Shay. <laughs> Shay I. <laughs> Shy, but but shy is moonlight. The Rose Empire. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, so I'm I kind of like. Now. I started thinking Roshar because Marasi nods toward the symmetry of uh, of Bilming, and Shy is like, you know, I should like the structure of the art here. Blah blah blah. So I was like, okay, that seems like maybe she appreciates the symmetry. Maybe she's from from uh, Roshar, but then. I don't know exactly what she said, but I was just like, you know what? It's actually probably shy. And then later on in the chapter, she goes into this stuff about like art. The only other person that I think she might be is Ash, but I'm leaning heavily to to shy. Wait, Hoyt is from another planet too. Art is kind of like Condra's. Odium destroyed some shards. Taldane sounds really interesting. I hope Brandon writes a book about it someday. Does Marisi know that Shy is giving out all this information? Wait a minute. I'm a pack of crowns. They're they're Irie. They're not Ghostbloods. You guys all lied to me. When I asked, like, oh, what's this three diamond logo? Is that Ghostbloods? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Ghostbloods. It's Irie. No, this it's, is sh- it's Ghostbloods. Yeah, I'm not, I don't buy that. It's Irie. She's from Cell, and, like... If Marisi caught Shy talking about like all of these like secrets of the Cosmere to an outsider, like she mad get fired or no, like so thrown out Iris, of a catapult. The Irie symbol is whatever the heck the the letter is. The Ionic Ionic symbol. Just look it up. Ionic. Yeah. Ionic. Sure. What what whatever that symbol is in the book, that's what the Irie uses. So then what organization has the three diamonds? That's the Ghostbloods. Ghost no. <laughs> yes. Ghostbloods don't talk this much. <laughs> Can you imagine like... Ghostbloods like, on Roshar right. don't talk this much. Imagine, imagine Shalon going up to Marisi and Shalon's like, uh, what's going on? And Marisi's like, well, this guy Odium, he's going around to different planets and, and destroying different shards. Book would be a like, lot shorter, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, but, I'm gonna I'm gonna no, show that, you that's what the, the picture is. That's the explanation: is that oh well, this is a Mistborn <laughs> book, and so they're shorter than the Stormlight books. So we need to like 
speed this up. So, so like the ghost bloods representative needs to, yeah. Um, okay, I posted the picture of the symbol. All right, so I guess like between Shy and Ash, the interesting thing is that Shy actually specifically like says like uh, I'm an artist or something along those lines. The other thing is that Shy would be more reluctant to destroy the art, whereas Ash goes around destroying art. You got like that's what she did. Ash, Ash destroys <laughs> art that has her image on it. Right, but. Like Shy would have more of a, Shy would have more of a like reservation toward mm. destroying art, and also she says you know the the concept thrown out in in this chapter is Shy is asking you know if you if there were sixteen what a coincidence it's the number sixteen if there are sixteen pieces of art from this renowned artist and you had one of those. What would you do to make sure that your one piece of it's not an anime? It's we're talking about shards. Uh, what would you do to make sure that your piece of art is more valuable than it's the most valuable of the sixteen pieces of art? I would give and, it to Gold Roger to plant on the Grand Line, and then right before he's executed, announce to the world that all the treasure is in one piece. Uh, I never saw never saw the book. It's it, that's but, the first episode. Is where all that uh, gets 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 revealed. Yeah. So, Marisi says, you know, I would I would hide my piece of art and build this mystique around it so that there's like these fifteen pieces of art from this great artist. But oh, there's a secret sixteenth piece out there, and that would increase the value of her piece. Which there's a really clever answer that Shy appreciates, and Shy says, I'd steal the other pieces of art. Uh, you guys. Shy literally steals pieces of art. That's why she got thrown no. in jail. <laughs> no, that never happened. Um, she made really good forgeries. That too. But she also stole art. I think she's was the painting one that she had made? Or was it... I don't remember. Maybe I think that, that was the sort of thing. It's it's so good that it's basically the same. Like that that was the intention. That well the no forgery that tell. she made, yeah. Because she yeah. studied with the original artist for like a decade. Yeah. So yeah, I'm leaning very heavily shy, but I won't be surprised if Ash Hey, uh Breezy. Well uh, joke's on you, it's lift. Oh, oh, I was going to say, Dave. I did consider that, but she doesn't eat anything in this chapter. I think they do talk about eating. So, something to keep in mind, Dave, uh, the fact that ghost bloods are more talkative on this planet. This is their home planet. It, you know, Kelsey. No, it's not. Okay, what? keep going. No, Remember Lord of Scars? Lord of Sc- we We talked about this at the end of the last book. I remember... Tori's of- like, why did you remind him? <laughs> Bands of Mourning, there was a Kelsey. No, 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 no. The last. Yeah, they do mention Lord Rhythm of, Scars of War in, in one of them <laughs> books, yeah. Rhythm okay. of War, you okay. hear about the Lord of Scars, is uh, Thydekar. All right, let me, let me break down all the pieces that Rhythm of War gave you. Thydekar, leader of the Ghostbloods, Lord of Scars, got. Hoyd punched him once. That was Kelsier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Ding, and ding. Hoyd, Hoyd would have punched him more had he had more opportunities. Yes. He, he was in a hurry. He had to go places. Hoyd's in this chapter. <laughs> oh, he didn't get there yet. And Marisi's like, 
you're from another planet? And she's like, yeah, so is Hoyd. Hi, Hoyd. <laughs> um, and Hoyd's so, like... Yeah, anyway, we have a cool conversation between Mary C. And, and Shy. And, you know, at the end, the city's really big and impressive. They're trying to impress Trell. And, like, that's great. But at the end of the day, where's your radio? How's autonomy supposed to jam out while she's cruising down the Grand Motorway? Anyway, Hoyt, Hoyt responds with, like, don't interrupt me right now. Wayne is teaching me all about pickling. Uh, and that's it for chapter 20. Um, we get the talkie bunch. The second longest chapter this week. Any questions? I think we kind of went through it as we went through it. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I guess if it's a... Well, the, like, Scadrial is the planet that the ghost balls are were originated. And Kelsier yeah. also interacted with the Irie. So maybe he actually picked up Shy. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, so, so I mean, go- although Shy's not from Elantris, so eh, I don't know. I mean, she's from Cell, though. Yeah. Uh, so going back to the, the my earlier point is that, yeah, this is the home planet. This is their home turf. So they, they might have different, uh, just different ways to operate. Like, this is this is their home base versus Roshar, where it's essentially, um, what's her name? Ilatl? Yaddle. Yaddle. Axolotl. She's basically the one running the ghost bloods over there, and she clearly... Based on how not talkative she was in the one time we met her, uh, they have a different way of operating over there. Who's Elato? Uh That's Mrazy's boss. One, the one with the mask. Okay. That we have oh, never from seen Skadrial. anyone wearing yeah, a mask the Southern before. Sk- Southern Skadrian. And one. also... She was Mrazy's boss? Yes. Also, okay. like, imagine facts. Moonlight not being higher ranked significantly than Mrazy. Come on. Yeah, that's another thing. I'm just like, I don't we don't know what the comparative ranks are between Shy and Razy and we also like they're also just they have different personalities. It, that might just be coming through. Okay, I will tell you, we're gonna meet at least one more ghost blood, and you haven't met my favorite one yet. Nightblood. No no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Nice. Craig and Tori know who I'm talking about. Yep. So it's a ghost blood that is not from a previous book. Is from a previous book. Is it Demo? It's not Wait, Demo. Wait, hang on. D- Demo is, is 17th Shard. Another secret organization that we have met briefly. You know who so we Demo haven't met yet? The Cat Swinging secret organization on Road Shard. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that, Mike. Uh, Galadin and uh, some dude from Bayon. White Sands. Yeah. The one that I didn't know because they're from a book that hasn't been written yet. Yeah. <laughs> but Tori is bullying and us into Tal reading Dane's next. Just, Tal Dane sounds so cool, you guys. Just like, I cannot wait until that book comes out. I can wait so much longer. <laughs> you have you no idea have how much longer I'm, I'm capable book. of waiting. <laughs> Isn't, didn't Brandon write another book this year? All right. Uh, anything else for Chapter 20? Nope. It's mostly the stuff that Harmony has already said, but it's Shy telling it to Marisy. Alright. Chapter 21. Hoyt and Wayne would make, do make a great comedy duo. How does Wayne do that? Well, this thing stunk. Uh, so, Wayne starts the chapter by finishing telling uh, Hoyt everything he knows about pickling something. I forget what. He literally says, and that's all I know about pickling and then thing, and I forget what it is. Anybody remember that? What he, what was he pickling? This has got to be important. This means something. What's, but what the discussion they were having? Yeah. Pachyderms. 
<laughs> Pickled pachyderms. Uh, anyway, Wayne gets into character and uh, Vin. It just says pickled vegetables. I don't. Okay, I don't pickled know vegetables then. And then Vendal is constantly breaking out of character, and Wayne's like, "Stay in character, you idiot." Uh, they go down. They talk to the to the set people at at the place. Uh, Wayne succeeds where Vendal fails by like talking to the boss guy there and being like, "Hey, here's what's up. My boss is an idiot, but he wants to try to curry favor because he's an idiot." So can he please talk to your boss? And they're like, all right. And they did. And then the police show up. Cheese it. It's the cops. And everybody does. <laughs> My favorite part is when when the constables show up and Wayne is so in character. He's like, it's the Connors. Get him. <laughs> I mean, even like in knowing that he's in character, that's a reasonable thing for him to like. That's that's a reasonable reaction for him to have. To but convince actually, those like, people that he is still gun. on their side. <laughs> and Vendel's like, Oh, wait, I am a Connor. Dude, when chill. did that happen? <laughs> but yeah, like the whole time Vendel's like, Dude, how are you so good at this? And Wayne's like, Stop breaking character. That <laughs> 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 should be like lesson one. Don't break character. That's how he's so good at it. Cowick does? Like if he, I honestly, no, legit though. I feel like as a good piece of advice, don't break character. As long as you're consistent with how you're acting, like even if it's off, like you have the wrong accent or something, if you're consistently wrong with that accent, it might just be believable. It might be like, huh, that's just how they talk. Yeah, like when you're watching a movie and there's the the British or Australian or whatever actor and they're doing their American accent and you're like, yeah, I can buy this. And then they get the one word wrong and you're like, no, no, friend, no. Uh, you mean like when uh, Daniel Craig plays a uh, uh, Knives Out guy, Benoit Blanc, and and like his his version of an American accent by way of British is a Southern accent because apparently that disguises the the British better than most, and yeah, it's still it's still off. I was specifically thinking of what's his face Avatar guy, uh, but yeah, Ang no. The Guitar. blue blue avatars. Yang Chen. Not the blue avatars, not the good avatars. Um Jake Sully. Yeah, Sam Worthington. That's the one. There we go. <laughs> He's not American? I didn't I thought he was American. Mm-mm. Huh. Yeah. It works. Huh. Uh by the by, the best thing he was ever in uh was uh Manhunt Unabomber, which was really, really good, and he was great in it. And you guys should watch it. We'll look that up. It came out several years ago, and it's it's he's so good in it. And now Dave is Wikipediaing something. I thought he was looking up baby something, but he pulled up the the, the cuneiform alphabet. Uniform is U in the NATO alphabet. For some uh, reason, did we talk about chapter twenty one? Yeah, Mike we did. did. Uh-huh. Chapter twenty two. Uh, so up Babylon was, numbers. <laughs> I wrote that note to remind myself to look this up. So if you look at I was actually looking up Base 64 on Wikipedia for anyway. For I reasons. came across somehow came across these this Babylonian number system where you see I'm sharing it on screen right now. You have it. It goes from one to ten, and then you have like ten plus one, ten plus two, ten plus three, ten plus four, all the way to twenty. Now this differs slightly from the Rochart from the um, Scadrian number system because when you get to twenty, it's ten ten. 
whereas in the Babylonian system, whereas on the on Scadrial they would have two sixteen, two sixteen one, two sixteen two, but it's kind of like an in between of the numerals that we're used to and the Babylonian number system, what we see in the chapter headings. So I thought that was interesting, and hopefully you did too. I'll post this in our Discord server, and even though y'all plugged it I, already, I can see why that those kind of numbers change over time. Because if you're, you know, an accountant and you're and you're chiseling that or whatever all the time, like it could get tiring. Like if you look at it, you're it's covered up now by like fifty nine. That's a lot of squigglies that you have Squiddly to write a lot. Diddly. Squiddly, but then you look at look at the digits five and nine. Ah, oh, so nice. Mm. <laughs> Chef kiss. It boggles my mind that it took humanity so long to come up with the number zero. So and okay, it started off as parentheses. We had we had the number zero, but well, we had the concept always... for none, but not like the number zero as a mathematical concept. Right. It it didn't make sense for them until mathematicians came along and said, like, wait a minute, let's think about this. Is nothing something? And then that is what they chapter discussed. Chapter 22, red tape sequence push. It was a short chapter. Uh, so Marisi basically talks to the Bilming cops who are the ones doing the sting. And she's like, hey, uh, I'm actually doing a sting. So what are you doing? And they're like, we're doing a sting. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. This is my sting. And they're like, no, it isn't. And then she says, yes, it is. And then they say, no, it isn't. And then that... Not anymore, you're not. <laughs> that continues for like six pages. And Brandon is an incredible author, you guys. Do you go on. No, that's it. That's the whole chapter. <laughs> and eventually, Mary sees like, hey, politicians squabble. You and I, we're in it for the people. So let's work together for the people. Oh, and then uh, right at the end, uh, the Bilming cops are arresting a guy who is the, I guess, top guy there for the for the, the set. Sequence. The sequence. Uh, and Marisi sees him half a second before he does this and like, hey, you should sedate that guy. And they're like, why? They don't have any uh, metal born. And she's like, I bet they... Ah! And he explodes. <laughs> and that's the end of this week's chapters. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, yeah. Bullet points that Dave gets to listen in, because I, 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 I made these uh, back when we were first reading it. So, chapter 19. Before the next book was out. Harmony says, it invested the planet, invested me. So this was talking about autonomy and, and her powers. So autonomy invested Harmony. We don't know the implications of that. Um, but he also says, what you saw was a shroud waxillium. I responded to... I don't remember that. She invested Harmony? I remember is... that she, like, shrouded the planet and that uh, Telson... Okay. I- I'll quote the whole thing. The... Uh, so Wax asks about what happened to the redness. He says, where's the redness I saw last time? Wax asked, nodding to the planet. Six years ago, a red haze has been coming over the planet as if to swallow it. Did you drive it off? No, Harmony said softly and invested the planet invested me what you saw was a shroud waxillium i responded too slowly it is a failing that grows more dangerous in time by the time i realized what was happening that shroud had come over me it doesn't hurt it merely dampens my ability to see pocket sand autonomy's from taldane and she has pocket sands second one is 
Trell is the god autonomy, Harmony replied, what we call a shard of adenalsium. This is just like I highlighted because like, oh, there it is, confirmation. Oh, and then I highlighted also, you were not expecting so straightforward an answer, Harmony asked. I've not always gotten them in the past. I'm trying to do that better. Ghost blood. Right. <laughs> um, in the sense that Kelsier still considers him part of his crew, yes. But I don't know that Sazed <laughs> considers himself a ghost blood. Hmm. Okay. You rarely get to speak to Autonomy herself, Harmony continued. As I've come to find, she speaks through avatars, sometimes pieces of herself that she's allowed to gain a semblance of self-awareness. Sometimes like through Yang chosen Chen. people, she has given a portion of her power. Okay. Continuing. Um, I've shared most of it, Harmony said. You should know, perhaps, that each of these powers, these shards, capital S shards, has what we call an intent, a driving motivation. I bear two. One driving me to preserve and protect, the other driving me to destroy. So that's one part of the bullet point. The second part is, autonomy is driven to divide off from the rest of us, go her own way. She pushes her followers to prove themselves, and she rewards those who are bold, who survive against the odds. She respects big plans and big accomplishments. Oh, uh, so one, we one, learn a little bit what autonomy wants, yes. One, one thing you didn't bring up that I feel like is worth mentioning is... Uh, near the end of the conversation, Wax is like, did you tell me everything? And says so like, no. No, I sure it, didn't. It, yeah, he, he he does have some secrets. Yeah. And My big thing here is Wax is like, you promise this is the last time that you're going to need me? And says so it's like, I promise. And I'm like, I don't think he can promise I mean, that. you just said you can't see the future, my guy. <laughs> it, it might be legit. He can't see the future, but he just he has unless, to find someone else. Unless... Unless Wax is gonna die. If Wax dies, then Harmony doesn't have to ask him for any more help. So Wax is gonna die, or uh, fall asleep, like for a coma until they figure out how to separate um, Sazed into Tindwell and Doxandra, and then Wax will take the Doxandra shard, and Lessie will take the Telson shard moving on okay so i also highlighted in the broadsheets uh that we talked about this let me tell you what's next viz books there's stories you can read even if you don't uh know your letters so i'm like what is this but it's it's like mike said it's just comic books yeah and it's a great idea it's the perfect format for for yak stories especially if you don't have your editor making the best part of the story uh be the editor's <laughs> notes isn't that true in, in comic books anyway? You usually have little editor notes as well. Yeah, but they're never like... In the omnibus. They're, they're never good. Like, it's always like Stan Lee going like, Excelsior! Or a note of like, oh, this <laughs> happened in this comic that you now have to pay four bucks for. Yeah, all right. Alamance uh, Yak will be all 20, over that. Uh, chapter 20. Uh, this is Moonlight. That's part of what I hate about autonomy. She claims she wants everyone to be individual, gives them a little house that is distinctive from the others, but only in a way that fits her plan, her desires. It's fake individualism, a corporate uniqueness. And we've discussed this before because it's like, what the heck is going on with autonomy? It's it's she should want, you know, self-governance, but it's really she wants to self-govern herself and she claims the intent is for everyone, but no, it's not. It's fake uniqueness. Hmm. That's her thing. Uh, and also, 
uh, continuing talking about autonomy, she wants to leave a god behind on this planet, Moonlight explained, someone who bears some of her power, who sees to her interests and is, in, and is in many ways a piece of her soul. She does this all around the Cosmere. Some worlds have entire pantheons that are all versions of her, each of which are distinct personality and identity. Uh, endowment does this too, but only on one world. Yeah, but that makes sense for endowment a little bit. And even still... They're still actually the returned have more. Yeah, the, uh, the returned autonomy. The returned are not pieces of endowment. The returned have pieces of endowment. There is a very critical difference there. And the funny thing is, is they have more autonomy, lowercase a, than probably avatars of autonomy. Like that's that's ironic. I mean, the ones born outside of the court of the gods, sure. Wait, court? <laughs> court. Like Numihuku, Makiaki, Ayalunamor stuff? Uh... Well, okay. That, but that's the priest's fault. Yeah. That's not... That's, 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 that's not a, on That's Dalman. a societal thing that's not a... That's not an investiture thing. Yes, I... Yes. Like, I feel like endowment's sort of like, I'm gonna give you a little extra power, let you come back as a turn, because you have something you want to accomplish, and then she lets them do it. That's autonomy. Like, that is legit giving people autonomy. Endowment gives autonomy which makes me think that if we combine the shards of endowment and autonomy together then we would probably have endow autonomy we'd probably have something like true autonomy throughout the cosmere if that if they were to combine but when you have autonomy by itself this again i go back to this you have the intents these shards by themselves it doesn't work it doesn't make sense it just causes problems because you have this intent but you have no uh context for it you have odium which is god's divine hatred but you have no context for what you should hate and be passionate about it's it's messed up preservation and ruin were both messed up as we saw what was happening with scadrial uh let me continue this quote real quick let me jump in um yeah. tori has had her cat on camera for most of the recording uh, right now, she is holding the kitty like a baby and playing with his little paws with her fingers. And the cat is uh, as happy as I've ever seen a cat in my entire life. And I've seen many very happy cats. That's the danger zone. <laughs> and Tori plays with it. It is a trap. Well, my, my daughter did see the cat on screen. I, I pointed it out. Uh, okay, so continuing. Marassi says, so she's role playing with herself? Yes, Moonlight said, but Autonomy's investiture has a life of its own, and so each version of her becomes its own thing over time. Sometimes they aren't a person, but only power. Okay, uh, reminder for the next round of cast lists, uh, I need to cast Autonomy as Brennan Lee Mulligan. Ah! Who's that? Uh, he's the primary dungeon master for Dimension 20 on Dropout, uh, and while his players are, are like excellent role players and... Uh, you know, professional comedians. Uh, he also quite often uh, will just have two of his own NPCs just have whole conversations <laughs> with, you, with each other, and it's fantastic. <laughs> so legit role playing with with themselves. He's yes. amazing. Nice. Uh, that's all I have bullet pointed for this week. Neat. Time for spoilers. But but I did want to focus on you know autonomy ones because we've had many discussions. Unfortunately, Dave hasn't been privy to those discussions but now he is and we've had many problems with autonomy and how not autonomous she is i mean 
her people are, I should say. I mean, but it's, we'll know more if we ever read White Sands. Our, our issue is is the hypocrisy, because it's autonomy yeah. for me, but not for thee. Yep, and it's exactly what is happening. Yeah. I read I, Animal Crossing. I know that quote. That's, that's how she interpreted her intent, or that at least is what the intent has become over time. Um, when was the shattering of Adonalsium? How long uh, are we talking? This last week. Ago. You missed it? It was, okay, a, it was at least blood. a day ago. <laughs> it was the same time that bridge blew up on Cotman Avenue. Mm. No, my, my friends A.T. and Hoyd and Rays were there. You should ask yeah. them. I bet Don't they'll remember. Don't forget Shashara and Shashashashasha. So, so we know Roshar, the... Uh, shoot, what is the event? There's there's the so many events, man. Aharietium? <laughs> Not the... The Recreants was 2,000 years ago. Arietium was like 4,500 uh, years ago. And that was still <laughs> honor. Like, that was... The individual one. So uh, Harriet the Spy. So the shattering has to be like super long ago. Okay, hold on. I pulled it up in Copper Mine. In Rosharan years, sure. In we'll, we'll go we'll go Skadrian Standard Time because that is the close to at Earth. Brandon has stated that he currently imagines it to be six thousand years before the Star- Stormlight Archive Prelude, or eleven thousand years before Way of Kings itself. But he might change his mind. So it's, it hasn't been written yet. This is a word of Brandon. And of course, those are subject to change until it's you know, written in a book. So we're, we're talking, we'll, we'll ballpark it and say roughly 10,000 years or so, or more. So we also know that Roshar is a relatively new planet. Vasher talks about that. Um, Skedrial? No, Roshar. Roshar is relatively new? Yes, because... Well, Skedrial too, because they were made well, by Preservation. Well, Skedrial is, is like newer, the newest. but Roshar was made by Adenalsium and is a relatively new planet. It doesn't have a fossil record. Vasher talks about this, which means mm-hmm. that that gives us sort of a window of many, many, many million years. and remember everything Vasher said. You should... Like legitimately, if you're if you're gonna look at one character for information about things, it's Vasher. Like he's he is the guy. What about Shy? She seems to know a lot. Shy's not a guy. Moonlight. Moonlight is mm. certainly have a lot of information, which is she's willing to to talk about. All right, you but know what? I I want, will, I'll spoil this for you, Dave. Moonlight is Vasher. If you want good Cosmere information, Vasher's definitely like the <laughs> science. Yeah, Vasher. You should be on the edge of your, when he speaks, you should be on the edge of your seat being like, okay, what am I going to learn about how the Cosmere works this time? He's a lecturer. Sure. You should be taking notes. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, the point is, it's Hoyt is very old. That's my point. And we, we don't know exactly what he's doing to, to like live long because, okay, the shards have an excuse. They're, they're shard holders. They hold shards. Um, some others have techniques like we at least know how marsh for example can live a long time but what is hoy doing how does hoy is at the very least a mistborn but that doesn't let him if if he could somehow access uh ferrochemical atm which doesn't he he doesn't have ferrochemy he doesn't have ferrochemy anyone can have ferrochemy okay that's you just need a medallion or or a spike I was going to say, although ATM is a little, ATM is a little harder to come by. Hoyd I don't ha- think Hoyd would let himself be spiked. Yeah, Hoyd has specifically said that he's avoiding being spiked. Okay, then medallions exist, but also ATM doesn't really exist. Yeah, but but medallions didn't really exist until they figured it out. Until Kelsier figured it out. And who do you think told Kelsier? Not okay, Hoyd. The whole, you know, the the whole point. <laughs> who do you think told Kelsier a knuckle sandwich? Is that the um. 
that the events of Mistborn, that was what, three? Wait. 300. It's 300 years? Yes, the anti-verdant times. The catacendra. Yeah, so, so that was about 300 years. So that Hoyd, that's when Hoyd got access to Laracium. So he didn't have elementic abilities until that point. We still have about 10,000 years to to figure out. I mean, we'll just have to read Dragonsteel and find out. I know, I want that, but we're not going to get that until, like... Is it going to be before or after Mistborn Era 4? I uh, think before, right? My money's on it will release just before the Mistborn movie or TV show. Era 4? Era 4, yes. Era 4 is going to be but there's only two times. as it is. There's only two. Uh, and the next one's going to be roughly 1980s, like basically modern day. So uh, it is think. actually Back to the Future. So, so <laughs> we're going to get the Dresden <laughs> Files. There were three Mistborn. eras originally planned for Mistborn. Era 2 was just an accident. The entirety of Era 2 was an accident. Yeah, we used to call Alloy of Law Mistborn Era 1.5 until we realized we were going to get a full series. Because mm-hmm. Brandon's like, I have a story I want to tell, so... Here so, we are. so Alloy of Law was just like, I was kind of bored, and I didn't have six other writing projects active at the time. I only had five, so I did this one. Uh, and then Shadows of Self and Bands of Morning were, oops, I accidentally two books. Uh, and then The Last Metal was actually planned and intended and <laughs> didn't come out Which as a surprise. Which you could tell. <laughs> but you could tell because there was such a big gap between them. When he oops books, they're like instantly we get content when it's planned eh, we'll get to it eventually or mm. we won't and then r.i.p arithmetist too never it will never happen uh but this year we got oops four books and they'll never yeah. make a super mario rpg remake i mean they're not going to remake final fantasy tactics sadly. yeah why would they need to remake it it's already perfect <laughs> i mean modernizing the music might be really good okay i mean the <laughs> The non-modernized no, music no is kidding. pretty like freaking the, fantastic. Right? It is. But gosh, if you've seen the trailers for the Mario RPG remake, the music just like explodes with awesomeness. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. I don't know if it's going to be a day one, but it's almost certainly going to be a purchase. This is, your, <laughs> this is your yearly reminder that it's the music industry that's preventing Earthbound from being re-released. Not the VGM industry it has been released no, not on the Switch. video Hello? game industry the music industry which is why we're ne- not getting updates or anything the video too. game music industry is what i'm excited about but anyway um mario rpg remake looks really cool i probably won't buy it unless there's enough new content to make it worth it uh my big my big thing leading into this decision is like link's awakening remake was super good but it was just the same game that I had played 20 years ago with updated graphics and music. And don't get me wrong, they put a lot of work into it. It's gorgeous, it sounds gorgeous, but for like a full price $60 game, replaying a game wasn't really worth it to me. If you've like if it was a completely new game for you, you've never played Link's Awakening, I think $60 is fine. And I feel like it's going to go the same way with Mario RPG Remake, but I am absolutely looking forward to hearing the updated music. I'm hoping yeah. they clean up some of the platforming controls, because it was rough on the, on the like SNES. There's two parts in that whole game where you need to platform. Yeah, but they were, they like were pretty rough. There's like Pipe Maze and Bowser's Castle, and every, other than that, it, or Pipe Vault and Bowser's Castle, uh, there's like no, the, not really the, much outside the cloud that. thing with the swirly vines? 
Oh, that was a nightmare. Oh, yeah, the the swirly vines. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, like, they'll let you pan the camera in the remake. Oof. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I think that's the end of our episode, and I'm sorry, Allison, we talked about video games. No. Wait, what? Uh, Allison, Little Red Book, uh, hates it when we talk about video games because she has no idea what we're talking about. We love you, Allison. (laughs) She knows that, like, my whole Good Thing series is, anyway. Yeah. She just zones out for that. That's when she that's when she falls asleep, Dave. So you shouldn't be apologizing. Me. She should be thanking us for being such a good sleep <laughs> that's aid. That's why she's here. <laughs> well, she can't because she's sleeping right now because right. we talked about video games. Yeah. Anyway, bye, everybody. Good night, Internet. Goodbye, Internet. Time bye. for spoiler next week. <laughs> this has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.